Welcome to A Thousand and One Good Nights, a podcast about the stories behind bedtime stories. Follow along with two new dads, one a psychologist and one a book editor, as they explore the nighttime ritual of their foreseeable future. Hey, man. Hey, Nick. You want to talk about Streganona today? Yeah, let's let's do it. So, uh, Tommy Piala, uh, Piola, Piala. How do you? How, you, you ha- the first one sounded right to me. Okay, I don't know okay. Why, but. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, recently passed away, and had, he gave so many books um, to the world, many of which we have on our shelf, in spite of me struggling with his last name. And uh, I think the most the most popular one is Streganona. So I figured we would do that one and uh it's it feels so one interesting thing about this is uh the 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 original cover it was called something like uh uh, it, it, it was suggested that it was like a tale that he had found oh but um so it was. It, so it said an old tale retold and illustrated um, by Tommy De Piala, and uh, but actually it's an it's an original tale. So now the on the on the cover it's it's been corrected and it's an original yeah. tale written and illustrated by. But that's kind of an interesting distinction because it feels very much like a like a fable or a fairy tale, right? So it's the right. It's it's set in sort of medieval times and. Uh, the Streganona means like grandmother witch was like this old sort of Italian wise woman. And uh, she's sort of the town healer and go-to person for love potions and getting rid of warts and things like that. And she, as she gets older, she needs some help keeping up the place. And so uh, Big Antony, what's his, what's his epithet? Big Anthony, who didn't pay attention, didn't pay attention, which, which sounds like a, a character from our friends at our animal friends at Maple Hill Farm. Uh, she takes him on to do the sweeping and the goat feeding and and, and things like that, and and she gives him one uh, restriction, which is don't touch the pasta pot or interact with it because it's a magic pasta pot. And sure enough, she shows him later on that she can say a chant. And she'll say, "Bubble, bubble, pasta pot, boiling some pasta, nice and hot. I'm hungry. I'm hungry, and it's time to sup. Boil enough pasta to fill me up. Pasta fills with pasta, and then she has like another sort of counter spell that she uses to turn it off. So Big Anthony notices this, and he tells some of the villagers. They don't believe him. They laugh at him, and then she goes to visit somebody, and while she's gone, he wants to. Sh- he's excited because he wants to show off." show off the, the, the pasta pot. And so he says the spell, he brings the villagers around. They're all very excited. They all eat pasta, but he didn't realize not having witnessed it, that there's not paying attention, not by, but not paying attention <laughs> that when you say the, whatever turns it off, which is enough, enough pasta pot, I have my pasta nice and hot. So simmer down my pot of clay until I'm hungry another day. Then you have to blow three kisses. And that's the, the other thing that, that turns it off. And so not knowing that he's helpless as this wave of pasta flows out of the Strigonona's hut and begins to engulf the village. They form a furniture barricade. Strigonona comes back just in the nick of time. 
turns the pasta pot off. The villagers are ready to string Anthony up, but she says, no, the punishment must fit the crime. And so Big Anthony just has to eat all the pasta up himself. <laughs> this was the original disaster movie. Right. That's you right. Know, giant yeah. tidal wave, you know? <laughs> well, you know, there was, uh, there was, uh, there have been food uh, disasters like this before. There was a molasses flood in Boston like a couple of centuries what? ago. Well, yeah. This is this is some local history book trivia <laughs> knowledge. Yeah, it burst out and it was boy, boy molasses was going down the streets. So, I mean, this is this is far fetched, and it, it wasn't maybe the result of witchcraft. But I'm just saying that you before you laugh at, um, at pasta floods, just be aware that there there is, there is precedent. The Boston Tea Party that's, has some pretty big historical ripples, <laughs> that's right? right? Yeah, Boston just not a <laughs> a lot of mess. Um, yeah. So how? Do you have a first memory of this book? Like, do you, did you have this growing up? I didn't did have it growing up. And, and, and that's something I want to talk to you about too, because also um, I remember when I was growing up, there was a lot of, and maybe there's, there still is a lot of concern about books having to do with witchcraft. And if you're, even if it seems innocent, if, if having witches as, as innocent characters encourages dabbling in the occult or how, how safe is that sort of thing? And, and I don't know if, that's less the case now because of things like Harry Potter or what it was. But th- this was not this was not a part of my reading material growing up. But also, it's weird because it has, it feels like a much older story, in which there is this kind of wise woman element. And so maybe it would have passed muster. I, I just didn't get exposed to it. So, um, I, no, this was this, yeah. I, I came to this as an adult. It's say the the like magic witchcrafty part of it seems more. Like I have a hard time imagining all the people who get you know super worked up about Dungeons and Dragons and stuff like that, um, or even Harry Potter when it first came out. Um, this seems more mm, tame, right? Because yeah. she, it, it's well, yeah, kind the, of... the magic is the magic is limited to uh, uh, pasta mostly. <laughs> <laughs> so there's right. that, and also it it, it also reminds me it, it's a lot. Have, have you ever seen Fantasia, the, the Disney Fantasia movie? Um, or if, or if have you haven't, it. or if you haven't yeah. seen, are you familiar with the? Uh, there's a there's a sketch in Fantasia, in which Mickey Mouse ha- has almost this exact. It's called the Sorcerer's Apprentice, right? And it's the same deal. He, he he's apprenticed to a, a sorcerer, and he has to uh, do some chores, and then he realizes he can enchant some mops to do it. But then things get out of the control, and like his basement floods, and the master comes back and has to turn the the mop off. So it's like, and that's Disney. So that's, uh, and that was before pretty, this book, right? That's right. Yeah. Cause that was, yeah. Yeah. So that's obviously, you know, pretty, pretty mainstream and pretty tame. Um, and I feel like too, like wit, maybe witch is one of those terms that, um, like it can encompass everything from, a, you know, like a, you know, an at like a sorceress, right. Who's do, who's casting like hexes and stuff on, on people, but it can also just be, sort of like the like the town wise woman who like makes you know quote unquote potions that kind of heal you know just alternative healer um, right. <laughs> shaman kind of so I, I feel like the witch is a big word right that maybe encompasses encompasses a lot so i don't know maybe people yeah give it kind of the benefit of the doubt where they sort of interpret it as the the milder version of of that but i don't know i'm trying to think of other books that i read that had sort of witches or magic. I mean, I don't know. I feel like no no one ever gave like Lord of the Rings a hard time about 
There were. I think so, magic so, and some people. Some people did. I, did I people? They were, they were troubled. They, they were troubled oh, by okay. Gandalf. Right. I mean, some I'm, some people were probably troubled by Narnia, even though the witch is definitely because it's like, what are you just, what are you, what are you dabbling with? Um, <laughs> but, uh, huh. but I mean, I mean, you can dig up people that are going to object to anything. So, but, but right. that that being said, this 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 wasn't a part of my 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 childhood uh, like reading shelf, um, but. Um, what do you think of the the illustrations? I think they're super cool. They're they're, they're very distinctive. Um, I think they they what I really like about them is the the style is very the way I think of it is it, it's very zoomed in. Like it's it's yeah. You often have parts of the scene that are like cut off and it's very cropped, right? So yeah. you the, the effect and but it's 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 relatively flat, like it's kind of tableau-y, but it's it's really zoomed in. So the people are like very big and kind of vibrant in it. You, you know, it, it, it almost seems like some kind of cross between a comic strip and a stained glass window. Hmm. That but, makes a lot of sense. Well, I mean, because, you know, or even one of those cartoons that was sort of medieval, like Hagar the Horrible or whatever from, and, but then also it, like it, maybe just because it's medieval, it, but just the way that they're sort of framed and the, like the, kind of the, the postures and th- that they're in, it seems very much like it could be some medieval. It seems very medieval, just in the just in the kind of the, the composition and the kind of the profiles and everything like that, and flat in the way that some medieval stuff t- tends right. to be. But that, but then there's also like there's a lot of the like the texture of the visual style is very vibrant, right? Um, and and the characters like especially Streganona um, and and some of the other characters are very, they're not as kind of medieval cartoony looking. Like they're really um, juicy, <laughs> for lack of a better word. <laughs> um, so it, yeah, it has that that well, and that's that kind of maybe comic book slash stained glass window. I like that. It, it's got that kind of feel. Um, but yeah, I think it's really, and my, when I read this to my daughters for the first time, you, you could tell they were very intrigued by the, the visual style was kind of different than what they were used to. Um, I think maybe because it's got that, it's, um, it's approachable enough. Like it looks enough, like kind of a, a typical like story set in medieval times or something, but it, but it's got this kind of, um, yeah, stained glass windowy, like I like iconic in the sense of like an icon, sort of like it's got right. that kind of style to it, which is very foreign, I think, compared to a lot of uh, contemporary children's books. What do you think? So, does that fit the tone you think of the book in terms of the text? I, I mean, in the sense that to use your sort of dimension there of comic book to stained glass window, it's it's sort of like to me, it feels like a comic book kind of masquerading as a stained glass window. Right. 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 It's, I think at core, it's very playful right. and fun. Right. Is that, is that how you read it too? Yeah, I agree. I, it's, it's definitely very playful. I mean, the, the, the fact that the, the main plot revolves around pasta and. <laughs> and, and if that it, didn't glue you in. <laughs> right. But there's, but I mean, there's real, uh, like there's a moment when, Let's see. What does it say? Uh, oh, when when the tidal wave of pasta is about to crush the town, and well, they're or, or after no, after it's after done, it's, they when they're, they're going to string, they're just stringing them up, and like that. Yeah, like, I think the they literally use that line, right? Yeah, they use that line. Up. And yeah. so that it almost becomes very dark, and then he has to eat. Now, 
obviously, you know, if there's nobody, he should be able to eat all that pasta. <laughs> that, that is as miraculous as anything. <laughs> like he, he makes surprisingly good headway on it. <laughs> right. Afterwards, even though he does, his stomach is a little bloated and um, Jack, which Jack always knows like, what's, what's going on? Like, well, I mean, if you see how much pasta he had to eat. So that, that's, that's really the, we, we always linger on that page. That's the really, right. um, but, so, but almost, but, but yeah, it, it is, it is playful. Um, but that's in a, it, it stays with a long tradition of um, children's stories going back to like Grimm's fairy tales of they have a dark streak in them. You know, I think I think I think a lot of um, classic children's books and it's something we we maybe don't think about as much because a lot of more contemporary children's books don't really have they're kind of um, r- right or wrong. They are more hesitant to include um, darker themes or right. implications. Right. Um, but this seems to be kind of connected to that older tradition of definitely, even though it's generally more of a lighthearted work, um, put, I mean, that's a, that's a deliberate choice to you. I don't think you, that's just like a casual, um, thing. Yeah. There, right? I think, yeah. So of, yeah, once again, the fact that it's, that it's possible, but I mean, it's, so what, so but, what, but, what, but what, including what, the idea that Stregonona says like the punishment must fit, must the, fit crime. the crime, it's introducing notions of like justice and sort right. of politics and that, I mean, that's, yeah, not insignificant. Uh, also her, uh, her face is so serene in every single panel. Right. Have, have you noticed? Like, so she, she, she always looks like she sort of has a half smile, like an, an almost eyes sort of closed, sort of smiling, just unflappable. And I feel like you pick up on that. Like, so you know that, you know, that disaster was never too, never that close. We've talked about this like with like, the Carl books too, where yeah, like there it's like in some ways it's kind of interesting because I think we often talk about books that are about children being unsupervised and how that's sort of a fantasy, maybe of both adults and children. <laughs> and that's kind of like this too, because in some way the villagers at Big Anthony, even though they're adults, they're all sort of children. The, the only real adult in the room is Strigonota, maybe Strigamilia who she goes to visit off scene, but it's kind of right. like when the mom and Carl goes off shopping with her friend and leaves the baby alone with the, with the dog. But then they're never, they're never in that much. Like, they're never in that much danger. It, it, you get, you get the sense that, that, that there is intervention nearby or like Strigonona is always, do you think Strigonona one way uh, on purpose? Like, what do you get the sense that, that she know that big Anthony might do that? Was that a test? Like what's, what's going yeah, on? That's interesting. I, that thought definitely crossed my mind. It also is strange to me that, she, it, it implies that she's going to be gone for at least a night, right? But I don't, I don't think a whole day has passed before she comes back, right? It's, yeah. So it that, kind of implies that in sort of a mother, she had this like motherly instinct or that like something was going to go wrong and, and she was ready cut, to come back and take care of back. it. So, and that would further support your sort of idea that um, it was more of a, a lesson for big Anthony, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> sort, of, sort of like a parent to some degree allows their kids to, to make mistakes within a broader context of safety, right? Yeah. You, you don't let them do anything really dangerous, but they, they only really learn if they're able, if they make mistakes and then learn from them. Yeah. But okay. But so let's talk about, but so the main thing is that what, how, how magic is she really? So she's, she's the one that comes and saves the day. But if big Anthony had blown those three kisses, presumably the pasta pot would have stopped producing more pasta. And it was just because he was inattentive, not because he was less magical. And if, 
if, she, if instead of just giving an interdiction and saying, don't play with the pasta pot, she said, well, if you turn the pasta pot on, make sure you know how to turn it off. And this is how, and like make, you know, practicing with him to make sure that he has it. Would that be a better way to, to train him or as opposed to just assuming that he's going to like meddle with it and yeah i mean that's it's an interesting question <laughs> there's a long line of uh thinking most recently i think exemplified in, in the avengers where thor one of the asgardians makes this quip about what you humans think of as magic is really just superior technology right. you know <laughs> so yeah i mean it, it, maybe she's just a highly advanced uh, technologist who has this remarkable uh, tool that looks like magic to all the sort of provincial um villagers um so but yeah i think like she i I don't think the lesson would be yeah is strong if if that is what's going on here if she is trying to teach big anthony a lesson i don't know do you do you read it as a as a fate like is it a is it an internal fable is it a fable where anthony's trying to learn something or is it a a fable meant to teach a lesson to the readers too or maybe it's not a fable at all i don't know i think I don't, I don't really, uh, and this is sort of a testament to it. I don't, I think I haven't really wrapped my mind fully around the book yet just because I'm not like, it definitely gets at something like so much of being a parent and my memory of being a child is kind of observing what adults did and paying attention, but paying attention to the wrong things and then trying out on my own and then messing things up and then having to be rescued by adults who came in and like did the missing step or that that's always this. And even uh, as an adult trying to do other tasks, <laughs> that, that, right. that still happens. And so this, like the, the sort of the, the plot resonated with me like that, it, even though it's this fantastical setting and it's this magic pasta pot, the scenario seemed <laughs> very real to me. Like I, I, I really felt for big, I, both for big Anthony and for Stregonona, I really could put myself in both and for the villagers. Like I could put myself in all their shoes where you know, big, big and Anthony brings something. He's at first, they're really excited about it, but then it turns out that he didn't know what he was sort of introducing them to. And then they turn on him very quickly because it gets out of control. Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's compelling is, is what I'm saying, but I don't, I don't know that I right. entirely understand like what I'm supposed to, what conclusion I'm supposed to draw from it. Well, I think that's why, right. It's compelling right. because there's no, there's no right. obvious, I mean, that's the, the, the surface level sort of, I big idea or lesson is that, you know, it's important to pay attention. Right? <laughs> Otherwise bad things happen, um, which is yeah, not a yeah, bad lesson. No, but, but, that's, but, but that's, it's not even, but it's more complicated than that because he, it wasn't, it, he was eavesdropping or was he, was it, was it bad that he was like listening in? Like, in other words, was it that he shouldn't have been trying to sneak around and get in the pasta pot in the first place? Or is it, is it that if he's going to sneak around and eavesdrop, he should make sure that he like, is a little bit more observant when he, when he does so. Right. Well, so, okay. So that, I think that kind of leads to the, the, maybe to me, the more intriguing idea in the book is you, you sort of hinted at it that Streganona seems very, the big tension in the book is actually between Streganona and everybody else in that she, she knows things that nobody else knows. Um, and, and that seems to be the, like, maybe it's more of a, um, like a, like a Prometheus thing or a, garden of eden thing where like knowledge is uh powerful but dangerous right right? and you have to be kind of careful about how you um how you deal with that yeah i don't know maybe that's too much of a stretch but no no i don't i mean i don't i don't don't think that's too much of a jump um yeah she does she does it it is this 
I mean, clearly Big Anthony wasn't ready. <laughs> wasn't ready for the pasta pots. <laughs> whether it's you know, whether it's you know uh, unlimited pasta or uh, sin or just the art of fire. <laughs> Does it, um, the I found the ending a little jarring. Like the book just sort of like she she prevents the the townspeople from stringing Anthony up, and then she she says the the correct the proportional crime. Uh, you know, sort of uh, punishment is for him to eat all the pasta. So the last scene is him just sitting, like he looks kind of pregnant having just right. eaten all this, this pasta. And then that's it. Like it, there's no, there's not much of a denouement to the, to the story. Did that strike you as jar? It started, it felt very jarring to me. Is that on purpose? Do you think, does that serve some sort of purpose? Uh, I, well, yeah, I think so, but I don't, I don't really know what it is. Like, so it, it seems pretty deliberate. Like, I, I don't think it was just because the author, you know, Got based on, based on his other books and the the prolific outfit output that he has, like, I, I don't think that it's just like, well, I've, my, my imagination is spent. You know, so. <laughs> Let's call it a night. <laughs> yeah. So I, mean, so I think, I think that there is, I mean, yeah, cause she just comes up, she, honestly, she comes back and in some ways it, it it becomes kind of things just return to this kind of boring level right away. It just, she really restores equilibrium where just, yep, nope, it's over. Began eating the pasta. We're just back. Everything's safe. It's, it's fine. Right. And then he's got a tummy ache. That's the, that's, that's, that's the, the main repercussion. There's also this thing where it, I think it's interesting that, um, it, it gets kind of specific about what Streganona was going to do when she left. Like she was going to go visit this friend who is a, like similarly strega is the word for witch right that's right yeah so so it sort of hints that there is this it's not just her there's this kind of broader like community of people who who know things um right and that she it's a little bit it's a little sad maybe that she doesn't she has to like stay in this little town and like um, make sure everything like it, she, her duty is to kind of be the wise old woman in town and kind of take care of people and, and maybe teach lessons to people like big Anthony. Um, when she, she could be like hanging out with the other witches doing cool witchy stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. She doesn't get, doesn't, she doesn't have a lot of sort of collegial interaction is, is the sense that I get. Yeah. Which is kind of a bummer. You think she if you were a witch, you, know. you know, but she does not seem bummed out, man. Like she seems, <laughs> she seems just kind of happy and like, uh, even keeled and i don't know <laughs> like she, yeah so I, maybe I, there is no strike amelia maybe she, it's just a excuse yeah or maybe she's like she she's happy to go see her she, she's glad she gets to see her every once in a while but she's she seems pretty self-sufficient so she comes back and even if she's got to put, put up with like dunderheads like big anthony you know it's it's, it's fine <laughs> well, one of the uh, that, that's just another um intriguing part of the story is that she it, in a sense she doesn't really change at all which would but but it's surprising how intriguing she still is as a character, right? Even though there isn't a lot of obvious movement to her character. That's right. She's, she's still very intriguing. Yeah. Does anybody, uh, does Big Anthony, has there been change in Big Anthony? I mean, he clearly he's remorseful because he, he had, he, he was punished. Um, <laughs> but you don't get his reflections. You don't, you don't see him. There, there's no, maybe that's why the ending seems so abrupt. There's no, and then Big Anthony... Whenever Big Anthony did pasta, he made sure that he he finished it or he never touched the pasta pot again. Or you don't really see the sort of the, the down the road impact of the uh, of the, the incident on it. Hey everyone, we hope you enjoyed this episode of A Thousand and One Good Nights. If you want to learn more about this book and other bedtime stories, 
check out our website at 1001goodnights.com. That's 1001goodnights.com. Be sure to sign up for our monthly email newsletter to get updates about upcoming seasons and other new content. Finally, please help us out by rating the show on iTunes. This helps spread the word about the show and get it in front of new listeners each week.